Welcome, travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. And this is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your humble guides on the quest to RPG adventures. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we are all devoted role players and storytellers at heart, and we absolutely love sharing our passion with you. In our main podcast episodes, we discuss D&D 5e's core rules and ever-expanding content, while also showcasing other RPG systems and bringing you fresh, new projects from indie content creators. Let us help you get the most out of your story, no matter what game world you're playing in, because detailed settings, heroic characters, vibrant NPCs, and a focus on story over rules can make any campaign legendary. Here's a message from friends of the show. Hey, everybody. We're the hosts of Two Weeks, One Shot, a tabletop RPG variety podcast. We play one-shot campaigns in a variety of systems. With a variety of guests from all around the TTRPG scene. And obviously, I bring a certain je ne sais quoi to every performance. I never trusted jellyfish as one of my space racism. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about how every time I run a game, you guys manage to find, like, the weirdest take you can possibly give on it. Have you accepted one of my bugs into your body so that we can communicate? Communicate telepathic. No, get your bug. No bugs in my body. First sight of trouble. Shoot it! Shoot it with the gun! <laughs> Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search two weeks, one shot. Are we ever going to have a serious discussion about playing furry pirates? No, 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 Welcome, everybody, to today's episode. So we are really excited to be coming to you tonight. We have completed our first 100 episodes, and we are beginning tonight with our next 100 episodes, episode 101. We figured tonight would be a great time to talk to you about what's happened in 2022, because, boy, it's been, a, it's been a heck of a year. Mr. Myers, Mr. Miller, good evening. Happy December. I hope that the weather down in Connecticut is just as weird as it is up here in Maine. It's been like monsoon season up here. It's very strange. But how are you folks, how are you folks doing tonight? Things are going well. Things are going well. I've had a pretty interesting week at the at the nine to five. A better week thinking about the games that I ran over the weekend and the games I'm going to be running this weekend and next week. Excited for many tabletop things to come, but even more proud. This is the same week, at least as we're recording it, that um, the Dragonlance Companion has been released by Splinterverse Media, and we here at Tabletop Journeys. We're part of the team that collaborated on that book. In fact, we yeah, yeah. one of the two adventures and very excited. Uh, lots of neat things have been said about it so far. The Journey of the Tower Initiate, in fact, is the name of that adventure. Absolutely. The book as a whole got a really pleasant nod from Margaret Weiss, of all people. That's uh, hot. The yeah. Lady of Dragonlance herself. <laughs> had great That's things right. to say about a project that we here at Tabletop Journeys 
were a part of. And I think yep. that's amazing. Yep. So I'm really jazzed about where we've come in 2022. I hope she wasn't going through the credits of that book. I apologize in advance for this, Josh, but only a little. Why I hope that? she wasn't going through the credits in that book and read Tabletop Journey. <laughs> Those guys who couldn't even spell my name when they put me on Twitter. I will forever live in infamy by misspelling Mrs. Weiss's name in a text to her asking if she would come on the show. And I can only humbly come with hat in hand and make sure, if you're listening, first of all, thank you for listening to the show. And second of all, you are always welcome. Crap, yeah. We would love to have you come on. And I promise that I'll spell your name right in the show notes. I promise. But I will forever live with that shame. Absolutely will forever live with that shame. For as much crap as we give Lou Anika for misspelling things at that time, boy, did I pick a real doozy to, to come out of the gate with. Right, particularly since she noticed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a message to her. To her. You probably should have spelled my name right. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. It was, yeah. True story. And she answered. She didn't just ignore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fair. So she clearly has our kind of humor. And hey, we've been reading her books for years. And True story. this was a great opportunity for us to do yeah. something creative and exciting for ourselves and be a part of a project that really honors legacy that yeah. uh, Weiss and Hickman have put forth. That we grew up with. I don't want to say full circle because we've got a lot ahead of us coming up in 2023 yeah. and beyond. So I won't say quite full circle, but it, it was a, definitely a very fulfilling piece of our story arc. Yeah. And let me go ahead and say too that how awesome it was working with Jimmy and with Matt over at Splinterverse. They are people that we've had on the show to go ahead and talk about their products. And one of the things that we love about the Splinterverse products that have come out is how they so deftly find the niche in whatever it is that they're talking about. They did it with their Feywild book when they when Wizards put out Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Splinterverse was able to figure out what the nature of that book was going to be and fill in the gaps that were in that book. We talked about it when they when we had them on the show to talk about the Feywild Companion, about how that book was very much the Feywild book that we all wanted was the Splinterverse Feywild Companion. And they did it with the Fizzman's book also when they did when they put out their dragon book. And they've done it again. Yeah, with the that, that's not what we're saying. That's what every other critic that is reading this is saying is that, hey, the Dragonlance book from Wizards is great. It's really good. We haven't even got to that one yet. But that's it's really good. But boy, the Splinterverse book that came out along with it really complements that book so very well. And so kudos to Jimmy and to Matt and the folks over at Splinterverse. And we're so happy to be part of that project. And if yeah. we do get thank, the time to you. dive into uh, Watsi's Dragonlance coming up here in the new year, we should try to, if we can, score Jimmy back in to chat about his book as well. Oh, I'm sure that we'll be able to go ahead and do that. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. So, but I'm also doing well. Shorter answer. <laughs> After all that, just seven, minute, seven minutes in. Exactly. Yeah. How are you doing today, Mr. Myers? I'm fantastic. It's been a great day. We've had our ups and downs. Yeah. A lot of people know we're trying to sell our house and move into an RV because we're crazy and we think it'll be crazy fun. <laughs> But our house closing date just got pushed back. So now we're shuffling. Like, we don't even have a house to live in after we sell our house. So we're trying to shuffle temporary living arrangements with a moving closing date. So it's been a little bit of a hoot, but we're doing all right. And excited to be here chatting with you all tonight, putting the second episode, or part of the second episode anyway, in the can or session in the can for Tabletop Journeys 1 playtest of 1DD that we'll be launching next year. More on that later. Yeah, definitely. So overall, doing great. It's been an awesome week. Excited to be here. Go. How are Excellent. you, Josh? I'm. You know what? Thank you. Nobody ever asks me. I. I, I ask. We'll be you able guys to say that again because I just week. did. 
I know exactly. Yeah, you know what? I I'm doing fantastic. Honestly, if, if I was any better, I'd be twins. I'm telling you, because as everybody knows, I am very soon about to become a father once again. By the next time we record, the baby will be here, and uh, my wife and I are just stupid excited for this next chapter. Really can't wait. And it's just we're in that moment right now where we know the date that things are going to happen if they go according to. And at any point between now and that date, the plan just could go all, and and the baby could come anyway. So we're in that that exciting imminent baby window <laughs> right now. That's why I've got my phone right here, five feet away from me, because at any minute I could get a text message from Jenny like, hey, come home now, it's happening. And that's and then we have to go to the hospital. Hopefully Which we can get through this episode. <laughs> an amazing time. An yeah. amazing time yeah. to be in. Really looking forward Both to it. Both scary yeah. and exciting. It's fantastic. Yeah. You have to say, you as twins would be frightening. You would either be <laughs> in any given say, situation a whole lot of fun or a whole lot of trouble. I have there been both. Be yeah. No, you might have a couple of situations where you'd be a yeah. whole lot of help. I could actually see That's, that one too. Yeah, I'm not super helpful, but I could certainly. Uh, there might be like a light side, dark side, rare. Josh already. I mean, that that's who knows. Like that's so. I can certainly see trouble. We have been in some trouble before, Luigi. I, I have a clear vision of trouble. <laughs> we go ahead and get into this nice 2022 retrospective well and 2023 coming attractions for this evening. This is episode Ooh, 101. We have completed a whole century, which of course is somewhat of a misnomer, right? So this is episode 101. Anybody that has been longtime listeners of the show knows that between side quests and other content that we put out there, I think we've actually put out something like 227 or 228 episodes. But this is our 101st Friday main content episode coming to you today. If we were going to go ahead and talk about anything as like the headline event of 2022, I think that we, I think that there are a couple of good candidates in there. I think the first thing that we want to go ahead and talk about is our class warfare episodes because for one, they are just like so stupid fun. They were such so a great companion to yeah. our our class discussion episodes. And not only that, but really gave us an excuse to go ahead and have repeat the really great idea about inviting folks like Scald from Awfully Queer Heroes and Mike from 19 Hits the Dragon to come on the show and come play with us for like a couple hours at a time. Invite them onto the show. Go ahead and throw dice with us in a really limited small-term environment. And man, those class warfare episodes, they are so revealing. There is something to be said about reading the rules and doing a deep dive on the rules, which we did with the subclass reveal and the class discussion episodes. There's something to be said for writing up a character, going through the character generation process, making the character, and then having to throw dice and trying to see if the ideal that you got for the character can actually come through. And um, if its abilities really just, are going to work the way you think. Yeah, exactly. Just a tremendously successful series of episodes for us, and uh, one that everyone out there seemed to seem to like a lot. So I would say, uh, for sure, you're going to see more of those coming up in, in 2023. The phrase I would use for it is... Class warfare opened our eyes to how something plays at the table versus how it reads out of the book. And that's a huge difference. The episodes that we were doing at the beginning, we were doing class warfares after our discussions. By the time we got to the midway point of the year, we started doing the class warfares before our discussions. And I think our subclass rankings and our discussions were far stronger towards the end of the year than they were at the beginning of the year, simply because of the impact of class warfare episodes. There are a number of things that I would have thought would have been my favorite, but once we actually played them, we learned something new. The Bard episode is a perfect example of that. Glenn and I both ranked highly one of the subclasses, the Valor Bard, because of how much fun it was at the table when Josh played it. 
And then when we had our discussion afterwards, you explained, yeah, but that's because I did all these other things to make it that way. It wasn't the actual core subclass. Yeah, so you yeah. had the more, in my opinion, the more accurate ranking for that character subclass simply because you had seen the play at the table. Yeah, and exactly. I feel that says volumes. There are a lot of shows that do a lot of really great work out there, whether it be on YouTube or in the podcast sphere, that do things similar to what we do. They get a new rule set, they read it. Oh, this will be this should be this has this impact. The numbers work this way. That's gonna be really powerful. That's gonna be overpowered, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's when these clacky math rocks hit the table with that character sheet in your hand, virtually yeah. or otherwise that the decision as to whether something is good or not gets made. And I think that class warfare really elevates as well as exemplifies that situation. It wasn't just that it was fun and educational in terms of how we were going to approach breaking down the subclasses, but it was super educational in how to design a subclass because now we weren't just armchair quarterbacking. Yeah. Class warfare is what carried us from the armchair onto the sidelines actually as the coach of players on the field effectively with D&D &D, the way it works. We're running the character, mind you, but it's kind of like sending it in plays or whatever. And hey, I don't usually go with the sports references, <laughs> but that's basically what the difference is. Before when we were doing class warfare, yeah, we've got experience and we've got knowledge, but we haven't played every class in D&D. &D, no. We haven't played every subclass. So actually breaking them down and sitting them down and using them taught us the when the rubber hits the road lessons that really made the difference, not just in our rankings and reviews of those subclasses, but also in how we would later approach and continue to approach designing abilities and creating things that are going to work within the action economy. Yeah. It's really helped us break down those steps and pieces of the game more because we're paying more attention to them. And it's been a lot yeah. of fun. It's uh, also that, impacted yeah, my storytelling because now as we write and we play adventures, ones that I've gotten ready and prepared for conventions and things I've run at home in my home games, when I'm writing pre-gens and I'm including these subclasses, I have now this knowledge of how they play. So I can still write that subclass that somebody may want, but now when we've talked about, oh, that subclass will only work under the certain type of circumstances, if I'm writing a game that happens to be that circumstance, I can guarantee you, I now know the subclasses I'm going to build in because this is the moment where they get to shine. So if I'm writing a one shot and there's a subclass that will shine in that one shot, they may not get a look anywhere else in the game, but I can now take that and put that in. So now we've got something that works really well. So it's improved my ability to storytell and create for my players. Yeah. And I think that your point about the action economy, Glenn, and really understanding when, I, when you're playing with the character, understanding how that action economy works on a very, very organic level and how it can work with when you've got, a, when you've got three of the same class with different subclasses. And man, wouldn't it be great if, if bards had more bonus actions or if warlocks had reaction, that kind of thing. Knowing where those gaps are, you're absolutely right. I think it has really informed a lot of our, a lot of our rule crafting stuff for the new book, I think is very much informed 
by the lessons that we learned from these class warfare. And not just that too, but it was also really great, a really great excuse to build up some more of our video content. Now, that's one thing that we talked True. about doing at the beginning of 2022. And start learning it. And start learning how to go ahead and do some video editing and stuff like that and what tools are best. So that's one thing that we talked about at the beginning of 2022, that we wanted to go ahead and start doing more video content. We wanted to start putting more stuff out there. And we're going to continue that right through for those class warfares. They're going to continue to appear on our YouTube channel. And we hope to go ahead and cut even more as the year goes on. But uh, that was also a really great excuse to go ahead and some really unique, interesting content to go on YouTube. But the other thing that kind of fueled, and this is a kind of another big thing that we started doing this year, was more clearly defined theme months, right? So we talked about bringing Mike from 19 Hits the Dragon on to go ahead and do that class warfare episode. Class warfare episode that he did was our Artificer class warfare episode, and it was fresh out of his Eberron game to go ahead and run that scene. So we had know, him participate was, in the Artificer class discussion too. If yeah, I exactly. If I remember correctly, we yeah. Did. So we did. Yeah. Yeah, it really fed it fed into those times when Call of the Netherdeep came out. We started doing the Netherdeep based us warfare for that episode. When when off the queer heroes and the, how we began this whole process I was called that also. One. Yeah. Testing somebody else's subclasses as a class warfare was, was a lot, a of, lot fun. of fun. And that paladin that I played with the Loxodon there was an awful lot of fun. The one that the paladin, he had the duality where sometimes he was offensive and sometimes he was defensive. And Artemis. as the battle went along, he would switch back Ar and forth. Yeah. Arturo, I think it was. Arturo, because it was shortened to Artie when you were a kid. Artie when I went to Babies and Broadswords. Broad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Artle. Artle. It was Artle. 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 There we yeah. go. And let's not glance over the fact that we had one of our patrons who is a self professional fast critter came on and joined us during the call of another deep discussion mm -hmm. during our critical role month and that was great to have jen join us on air talk about the show and the type part of the game that really brought her back to gaming because she had been away for a while started watching critical role got that itch gone to a convention met up with me and a bunch of other people joined my game and then has since become a patron and really and yep. followed the show one of our earliest and foremost uh, audience members, fans, and friends love her dearly. She even joined us after our uh, convention appearance earlier this year. At EllisCon, uh, at, at she joined us for a little dinner following the event so he could relax online and hang out and spend time. Josh was down from Maine here to Connecticut. Not to keep going back on the class warfare, but the other thing that it really did was it gave a really great kind of, the way that we were able to do them is it was a really nice kind of like bookmark between all of our field trip actual play episodes, right? So the way the field trip actual plays would work out is that there were like three or four episodes normally to go ahead and really do a one-shot session of the game that we were playing that particular time. And then the way the timing would work out, we'd have a class warfare kind of in between them. And that's definitely going to continue, right? The, all that actual play content on Tuesdays, that's going to continue throughout 2023. That's This is, I think, a format change that we made. As much fun as the side quests were, they weren't super resonating with people and people wanted to go ahead and see more actual play content, which we were happy to go ahead and deliver. And so this year, actual play Tuesday became a thing where, you know, every Tuesday was an actual play episode and then Fridays were our main episodes here. But the class warfare is kind of fed directly into that also because they would also appear on Tuesdays. It's like a nice palate cleanser between the field trips. So really glad that we were able to go ahead and roll that out the way that we were because I think it was really effective and they've just been a ton of fun to go ahead and do. If I can just take this brief moment and then we'll talk about some other stuff that went on in 2022 to say my personal absolute wish fulfillment and favorite class warfare episode was the bard one that we just completed a few interesting ago. okay all of them were good and thank you all of them were good but and i said it live on air when we were doing it so it's there to be heard <laughs> my whole life i have waited for I've waited for the devil went down to Georgia 
And I got it in that episode. That might be a little bit spoilery, but I don't care at this point. That episode, <laughs> it's enough a month. It's fine. That adventure was so that that session was so <laughs> fun. It was everything for me. Everything in that moment, I was so excited. That's the magic that I that that I always try to get at my table. I want somebody to think that's the greatest piece ever. Again, thank you, Glenn, for running that session. Thank you, Josh, for being a part of that session. Thank you, Scald, for joining us and being a part of that session as well. That was a magical event for me. Every now and then, I'll have a game that is one of those I'm never going to forget this moment games. Yeah, that was one of those moments for me. Yeah, it was a really great one shot that you built there, Glenn. That was just a ton of fun. Like it really was. So well done on that front. So I am so glad that y'all enjoyed it so much. And I'm blushing over here from the praise. <laughs> Thank you very much. Particularly coming from two of the best storytellers I know. Oh, number of times I've sat <laughs> on the other side of your encounters or scenarios and then later been like, Oh my God, Josh, or Oh my God, Lee Winnicka. So I do greatly appreciate the kudos. As I said, when Lee Winnicka sent it in our Facebook chat, thank you very much. That is no small praise indeed, given the field of encounters and things that we've run this year. That is no small praise indeed. So you mentioned earlier when we started talking about content creation, and I think that we would be remiss if we did not mention in the highlights of 2022, two or three books that we put out this year. The Travel's Guide to Collaborative World Building was like the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, beginning of 2022. But on top of that, two, one book already completed and our first successful Kickstarter with Traveler's Guide to the Multiverse coming out earlier this year, and then heroic subclasses of the Multiverse due out in the next few weeks here as we're as we're wrapping up the uh, the final writing and editing and and the layout on that. But man, Kickstarter is a little intimidating, it, to be honest. When we went back and forth a lot on whether or not that was going to be the course that we were going to do, and, and ultimately we decided, yep, we have some really great ideas for these sub, the subclasses in particular that were the hallmark of that book. We really had some great ideas that we wanted to get down, and we really thought that, that we could uh, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead, dive into Kickstarter. We kept going back and forth on, we wanted to make sure that it was a compelling Kickstarter for folks to join, how do we go ahead and do the stretch goals? How do we how do we set the limits and everything like that? And man, we learned a lot in that experience of executing that campaign, but really just a highlight. And it really was so fulfilling. I'll speak for myself that it was very fulfilling for me with the amount of support that we received, not just from steadfast listeners and supporters of the show, but also brand new folks who had we had never met, a couple of mm-hmm. which we got on some of our playtesting sessions. We had a couple of our backers join us for one of our playtesting sessions, and they were a ton of fun. It was really just so super fulfilling to go ahead and put something like that out, a really ambitious project, a really a niche project, right? With all these subclasses had a little bit of ourselves in them on some level, right? And so it's here, please like me, please like my Kickstarter. And really the support that we got from the community on that was just so fulfilling and so amazing. It was tremendously successful. Over 300% back for our first Kickstarter. Just a tremendous 72 hours, to, just over 72 hours before it was originally funded. Exactly, right, yeah. Uh, yep. Without a doubt, the support we got in the community was amazing and impressive. Folks that we've worked with and collaborated with and other Kickstarter creators that we've backed and had discussions with, specifically the folks who put together the real thing, were very helpful, have joined us on some play tests, have been really helpful in with questions like, how do we do X? How do we do Y? How do we do Z? Kinds of questions. Uh, thank you very much to Ward for everything that you've done for us. Really appreciated. I would say Zach Applewhite at Applewhite Games, his interviews that he's done with Danilo on Thinking Critically ha- have been instrumental in me being in the right headspace to understand what we needed to do 
involved with this Kickstarter. Um, yeah. And even after the Kickstarter was done, how do we go forward? What are we, what's the next step? Yeah. I have gone back to his now three appearances on Thinking Critical and re-listened to all three of them at least twice. So also shout out to Danilo for basically putting him on my radar, putting Zach yeah. on my radar as well. And thank you for your show and your support of us, Danilo. The fact when I get to hear you say, oh, my guy's over at Tabletop Trading, it's always <laughs> a super yeah. huge win for me. It just makes right. me float on air. And hearing things like that actually are a big part of that whole piece in terms of the community and the acceptances. It really feels like we're part of the community. All of us suffer from imposter syndrome a little bit to some degree sometimes, but there's a, we've gotten enough acceptance in the community that it's hard to really feel that way anymore, which yeah. is really kind of cool. I would be totally remiss if I did not mention Kel from Awfully Queer Heroes and Navi from Couple of Drakes, who probably got so sick of me throwing our the Kickstarter preview to them and saying, please, would you just look at this and give me some feedback? Because the number of times that particularly Navi was kind enough to go ahead and go back and forth and her feedback was, was tough and fair and absolutely made the Kickstarter campaign look and feel so much better than the first thing that I had trotted out there. Really just an innumerable amount of, of thanks for both of those fine people. Yeah. I also want to throw a huge shout out and thank you to Beth the Bard. During our interview, I asked her a question not directly related to the Kickstarters, actually related to being a professional DM and my personal insecurities and wondering about can I do this thing or how do I do this thing? And yeah. she gave me the most direct, simple, and perfect advice. And I've used that in getting into the right headspace to continue on with this project yeah. and help bring it to a successful end with you guys. And that is just do the damn thing. Do just it. just yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, channel your inner Nike and just do it. Exactly. It was very simple. It's like, how do I do this? I wonder why I'm just do it. That type of advice has been echoed throughout the community and other content creators who've been supportive, all the folks who've been who've talked to us and talked about us on what are you working on Wednesdays and self-promo Saturdays and all of those types of things. But yeah, a couple of shout outs to the ones who've really been in our corner from the rip or off yeah. the rip. And definitely, Beth, thank you so much. Yeah, and a totally. giant shout out to close out the first half of our episode and move on towards what's coming in 2023 is to our fans, all of you out there who invite us into your commute or your living room or the bathroom or whatever, no judgment, you listen as <laughs> your business. <laughs> business, you know what I'm saying? See what I did there? Business but, is my business. Who's guilty? Can I get a whether, witness? Whether we've met in person, whether we've chatted on Facebook, whether you sent us questions from the audience, none of this. All of these people that we're talking about in the professional side of the job, they've helped us learn a lot about making a better show for you. But none of this would be possible. Well, it would be possible. There could be nobody listening. We could just be talking to empty air and wasting our times. And maybe we'd still be content with that. <laughs> but that's not what happened. You guys show up and you participate and you like what we do. And oh my God, yeah. that is the most humbling thing I yeah. have ever experienced. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Because let's not lose sight of the fact that, boy, I don't know if... We're going to hit it by the time this episode airs or not. But as of right now, we are on the cusp of our 20,000th download, which Ooh. in a little bit over two years is amazing. Considering, Liwanika, you and I had conversations about this when we started the show. Like, we're just happy if anybody listens at all, ever. If anybody, and like, I remember that first episode came out and like, three people listened to it. I think two of them were you and me. And that's, you know what? We were happy as the pigs in slop that like somebody yeah. else out there listened to our show 
show. It was probably oh one my of God, our somebody partners. downloaded it. Exactly. exactly. Had a, we you had know. a listener, and it might not <laughs> have know? even been our yeah. wives. Now here we are. Like literally, I'm looking at the count. The count is that we are within 200 downloads of 20,000, and that's just. It's crazy. It is crazy to think that we have uh, that we have done this, and boy, we are so appreciative to everybody out there that takes the time to go ahead and listen to us uh, about something that we just love every single week. And so, thank everybody's you. time is precious. It's like the most valuable thing you've got. So the fact that you choose to spend it on us, man, yeah. that's and, fantastic. And, and for all those that send in their comments, send in their posts or their retweets, that's why we try our absolute best to get to every single one of them. Remember, we've got. Somewhere just under 300 folks that are a part of our Facebook group. And when they post memes or when they post questions or when they post, oh, look at this trailer and we talk about it, that means so much. Because again, like Glenn said, it's time out of your day. Time is precious. No one's got time to spare. So if you are spending your time with us, that's a choice you've made. And that's a choice we respect, we honor, and we're so appreciative of. Totally agree. So, so go ahead. Yeah. We'd love to hear your favorite parts or highlights, what you think were the best parts of 2022. If there's something we missed, send us a shout, drop, shoot us a tweet, send us an email, let us know. We want to hear from you too. Absolutely. Yeah. You tell us because the best way we can make sure we do that again is to know that's the thing that got you jazzed up about the show. The yeah, show absolutely. is for you. So let us know what you like. Hey there, travelers. Do you want early access to all of our episodes? How about exclusive content, live broadcasts, and the chance to throw dice with your favorite hosts and fellow fans? You can do all that by signing up for our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash ttjourneys. But wait, there's more. For the next month, you can get a free coffee mug for signing up at the Adventurer level, plus Adventurer level Patreons automatically get complimentary copies of our latest book, The Traveler's Guide to the Multiverse, available on DMs Guild. We love doing this show for y'all, and your support helps us keep creating and producing great content for you. We have tiers to fit any budget for a monthly commitment, so join us today at www.patreon.com slash ttjourneys. to the next year then. Glenn, we left off talking about 2022, talking about our fans and everybody that listens. We want to hear more from you out in the audience about what we can talk about to go ahead and deliver to you and what uh, what you want to be hearing from us. So we're going to start doing more frequent questions from the audience episodes for one. We tend to do one around the middle of the year because we take our we take a little break in July, August around there. So we're going to be doing one to go ahead and start the year off this year. As you listen to this, be thinking about what questions you want to go ahead and ask us. There'll be a prompt coming out probably beginning of January or so, right around the time we're coming back to go ahead and start recording because that's going to be one of the first episodes that we record in the new year is the next questions from the audience episode. But in particular, one of the things that we're really going to be focusing on next year is more independent games. We were able to talk to a bunch of creators of independent games this year. One of the things that we want to do is we want to take at least one other game out in the tabletop role-playing game space, some other independent game, and give it the deep dive treatment that we've given a lot of Wizards of the Coast content, a lot of Dungeons & Dragons content. So there's going to be at least one theme month next year dedicated to an independent game. And how that's going to shake out, we'll get some details on that. Possibly some follow-up episodes after the theme month, depending on how we work it out. We're still doing the details. And with independent games, we're also talking non-WOTC games. So if it's another company, it could be a free league 
big game. It could be a Pathfinder. Well, that's very similar to D&D, yeah. but we want to find some alternate games. Maybe if, if by fan decision they want us to d- jump deeper into Palladium, for example, we would do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you, you know, have no problem diving into Palladium. That, yeah. no, no issue whatsoever diving deep into Palladium as I'm currently running a, a Palladium game live at my local game store. But we want to find some other games, other game systems that people are interested in and playing. And yeah. Find what kind of techniques we can learn from, things we can borrow and use in all of our games to improve all of our games, regardless of system. And there's something that can be learned from any game yeah, and every game, really. And to that end, breaking news, because I haven't talked to either of my co-hosts about this, and now I'm just going to throw it out there for y'all. <laughs> in that upcoming questions from the audience poll or ask, we're going to put one prompt because we want the answers to this question soon so we can make sure that the first game we choose is coming from our audience base. And that's going to be something along the lines of what game would you like us to review? But shortly after that, sometime in the first couple of months to the first quarter, we're also going to try to put together just a general good survey for you to try to help get some good feedback on what's your favorite kind of episode or your favorite game, favorite parts of a game, just to get some more information. That'll be a hoot. Yeah. It'll be a good time. So that's coming up first, is that there's going to be another question from the audience episode, and specifically, we wanted some feedback on another game that we can dive that we can dive into. What is it that you want? Is it Stars Without Number? We had the Astronomica podcast on last year, and Stars Without Number was one of those game systems that really was very intriguing. When we had Aaron from Firmament talking about the Lumen system, I know that, that was a system that really kind of inspired us a lot. So there's a couple of them, I think, that are on the short list, and so if there's something yeah. out there that you want us to consider, please I, let us know. I know Patreon, Scott has has been chomping at the bit for a Star Trek Adventures game. Star Trek Adventures. I know you've been chomping at the bit for Star Trek Adventures. As well as City of Mist. I am actually working on a Star Trek Adventures campaign in the background of everything I'm doing, waiting for the right time to trot that out. I've got the framework in. Now I've got to put in the work on learning the system. Yeah. Looking forward to that. But City of Mist is another one that Scott's been anxious to do. He runs a Cthulhu game and is very, very excited about that. The new Cthulhu system is pretty great, actually. I was looking at it earlier today. But yeah. I just recently picked up Everyday the Kickstarter and Everyday Heroes on Dan Fields, who you'll hear as Candy in our actual play. He is very excited about that game, specifically the Pacific Rim piece that's not available yet, but will be available soon. So Everyday Heroes is something that's, that is by the creators of D20 Modern. And that's the I one need... that's bringing in similar to Palladium Mega Damage rules to go yes. to Big for Pacific Rim that we were talking about the other yeah. day. Yeah, that yeah. One sounds like a good time. Yeah, so that, and in fact, the question I was asked is, would we be willing to take the actual play that we've already aired a single uh, adventure of my strike team magnum game and would i be willing to convert that over to heroes and the short answer to that is oh yes i'd be willing to use that game (laughs) that in this game that's something that's up that's out there as well so there's a number of great things that are on the horizon so Let's get on to the next one here then, because this is the biggest one, again, that you're going to start hearing at the beginning of the year, and it is being executed by one by Glenn. It is the playtest going along with the new 1D&D rules. So, Glenn, talk to us about what's going on there, and what can folks here on the channel expect to hear? So, what I'm currently calling the one playtest, work in progress, We've recorded two sessions so far. We've put together a great cast, and this is going to be our first ongoing regular cast AP that we're airing on a regular basis. We're going to be 
as they come out, adjusting our rule set each session for the latest UA. And we'll talk about what's come out and their, the newest piece they've added with the most recent UA where they added a change log. Oh, thank God. Instead of having to go back through the whole thing and yeah, the entire thing to figure out what's different, the change log is fantastic. So each time a new UA drops, which originally we were hoping would be once a month as we're putting out monthly episodes, but that may not be the case. We've already learned and that's fine. We're still going to be playing a session every month and we'll just advance the rule set when the next one comes out and you're going to have a fantastic cast that i guarantee you is going to be entertaining especially as we continue to bond the first session had that that everybody's first time together feel to it but the second session that we just did this week had like everybody vibing together as a party already but in that group you have marty napier one of our patreons playing you also have fiona from our patreons playing you have Josh Newton, one of our illustrious hosts as part of the <laughs> cast. Lee Wanika is another player. We also have Mike from 19 Hits the Dragon joining us for that as well. Thank you so much, Mike. We love collaborating with you. And we also have Ariana from Rainbow Dice Club and their AP that's getting ready to launch. And she is fantastic. She was part of Feats and Fates that we, we had featured earlier in the year. And now she's working with Rainbow Dice Club and us on our AP. So much fun, yeah. And, yeah. and the characters that they've created. Because what we did in this is I created a weird closed environment and came up with a story for how it's so cut off from the rest of the multiverse and gave them the bare bones of a strange society that has been trapped in isolation for generations and let them create backgrounds to go into it and then had what they picked from their backgrounds we helped flesh out more pieces of the world and we're hoping to make this a big collaborative world building project as we roll through the campaign over the next year or two until they complete the play test and i'm really excited to to put it together for y'all and for y'all to see what it's all about we will probably be launching i'm hoping right at the beginning of the year but there's a whole lot going on here at the end of this month with Josh being baby eminent and <laughs> me selling a house. So it may be early 2023 versus the beginning of the January year. January 1st, right? Yeah. <laughs> it may not be January 1st. It might be January 18th, but it's coming out at the beginning of the year. And then yeah. you're going to regularly be able to see or catch those episodes dropping on Wednesdays. We'll, and we may be shifting our other days around a tad, but currently we're it's just so that. We don't want to take over the AP because we still want to play with our Patreons and we still want y'all to be able to hear the fun content we put together for that. So it's going to be regular enough. We've got to build its own channel. And I'm really excited for y'all to see how the Shard of Zaros is set up. Such Uh, a great world. It really, it's so much fun. And it's, you know me, I love that collaborative style and the framework that you put together to let us be so creative and explore strange new concepts and uh, new exciting stuff. The one thing that I can say that is is so refreshing going, again, we talked about the class warfare earlier, where this really puts a lot of things in perspective. One D&D is still D&D. At the end of the day, like it is yes. still the, still very much the same game. It still very much has the same feel. I know a lot of people have opinions on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I can say for sure, for people that were thinking, oh, one D&D is going to dramatically change. No, it's not. It's okay. still D&D. It's still fantastic. It'll definitely yeah. be changes, and there may be even things I'm not a giant fan of by the time it's all said and done. But right now, from what I've seen, I'm excited. I like what they're trying to do. I like the direction they're trying to go. I believe that people who take the time to play with these rules versus read about them and pontificate about them on air. Just like Class Warfare, 
versus so, breaking down a subclass. Exactly. Are going to have a much different feel because I have watched videos where a specific rule is talked about poorly and we have already used it. And I'm like, that played very well. I don't care if it's different, if it's quote unquote better or worse than it used to be. What I can tell you is the rules that we've played with thus far, one full adventure session in and half of another one done, the rules that we've played with so far have not one of those things that have come up have left me saying, I don't like this. In fact, everything I personally dealt with so far, whether it be the way the background creation went smoothly and how well that went together and the rules, all of that worked really well and felt good at the table to include rules that people are talking about poorly, even including rules that I may have had a thought or two about before I played it. I like playing it before I talk about it. And I encourage other podcasters and YouTubers to do that long before they get on air. That mechanical test that we learned through Bard, the subclasses in the Bard episode and the Monk episode, that's where the idea came from. I'm like, they're going to play test the whole next version of D and we run a D and D podcast. How can we not <laughs> play test it? Yeah. Right. And so if we're a podcast and we're going to play test it, let's do it so people can hear it. And we try and we're still learning these new rules too. But as we sure. go, we try to highlight them when they come up. When somebody gets grappled under the new grappled condition, we stop. We try to stop and take a minute and go over what the new grappled condition means yeah. and make sure that we do it right. So there will be times that we screw up, but we're trying to highlight where the differences are and then talk about it a little bit in game. Yeah. The second thing I wanted to mention about this one D&D playtest is that this is not just whiteboard theory craft that's going into this game. This is a legitimate game with a legitimate storyline with brilliant and fantastic characters of shimmering effect and color. They are just all of them so well thought out. I can't wait to see where they go because they're all going to grow and develop so much as y'all get around your mind wrapped around more of them. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things that Glenn did so brilliantly in the construction of this game from that storyteller standpoint is he said, give me your stats, roll your stats, give me the give me the basic, and then he paired us with another player and said, figure out where your backstories can intertwine a little bit. And yeah. I got the pleasure of working with Ari on our first set of characters because we actually all get to play two different characters in this playtest. A little secret sauce there. But the players first, 12 subclasses, two characters each. <laughs> but with that first set of characters, my character's backstory and Ari's character's backstories are linked. And the collaborative process that we engaged in to get those backstories together and smooth and be on the same page was such a refreshing and brilliant piece of of gaming and work and it, was, it wasn't even work it was just so fluid it was wonderful and so much so that while we were gaming and doing things there were actually a couple points where i would do something or she would do something and meanwhile we're messaging each other like i was just about to ask you and you did it anyway <laughs> even in that very first episode you two had the brother sister vibe down yeah, yeah. like you yeah, seemed yeah. to know each other and play off of each other really well yeah. even from uh, the first episode that kind of magic only happens in an environment that is created through a strong and well thought out sessions here which we had and and an amazing storyteller whose goal is to bring out that kind of magic it was just one of those things that was uh, 
Yeah. Can't wait. I tell you, the, one of the things that I'm enjoying most is because again, with the two player concept, right, where you, where each of us are two, playing two characters, I love that I can play two characters that are so diametrically opposite from one another. Mm. That has been I've got my 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 kind of gruff, dragonborn, barb stoic kind of existence, and then the very excitable ardling cleric who doesn't really understand what's Which going on with anything. freaking fantastic, the difference oh, between those two characters. So here, much yes. fun. It's, you're it's playing totally Bandicoda good. is what you're playing. Exactly. I, I totally am. I love it. I love it. Bandicoda as a cleric. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, and, and just and, so, and by the, the way, that's a deep cut. A deep cut. If you know what I mean when I say Bandicoda, <laughs> this is the podcast for you. And, and not to worry, everybody out there, with everybody running two characters, I don't mean they're going to be running two characters at the same time, 12 characters yeah. per session with three-hour combats. Yeah. In the end, it will be two teams of six, and yeah. it will episodically change. Yeah. So don't yeah. worry, it won't be that overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Although it might be fun to throw in a special occasionally where somebody, or more than one somebody's, has to play two characters in a scene yeah. and see if we can make them or, have a conversation or, or with themselves. Go from one group to another or something like that. And cut scene in the middle of a session. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on here. So we talked about one of the big goals or the big accomplishments for 2022 was our first successful Kickstarter. We have said before on this channel that above all else, we are content creators. And that is absolutely going to continue for this year. Also, we're not going to be doing one at the beginning part of the year because, again, Imminent Baby Window is just about to go ahead and close. But we have already started talking about our second Kickstarter. It's going to be end of the year. We don't know exactly when it's going to launch at this time. But well, we have we do already have right. some work in the can on that one, too. Just exactly. Some ideas from this one yep. that got shuffled towards that as it was created. <laughs> but all that's really the kind of the underlying important thing there is that more TTJ original content is going to be coming mm-hmm. to you this year. It is We're going to continue to go ahead and hit it. You'll be able to go ahead and see stuff on DMs Guild. You'll be able to start seeing stuff on itch. Also, we're going to start putting some stuff out there and there'll be at least one more Kickstarter this year to go ahead and and get what would be our fourth book put together by the end of 2023. So is that fourth? Yeah. Fourth book. Yeah. Fourth book. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. our next to, to get, and also our next major publication, like the one we're currently yeah, working on. Exactly right. We will put out yeah. some other projects next year in the smaller, yeah. as we mentioned. It, yep. it is guaranteed to be guaranteed to be our fourth major publication. It could be even our fifth book, depending on what else comes out during twenty twenty three. So that's all, that's another big thing that we've got looking forward to is our next Kickstarter coming next year, building off of the success of this first one here. And then, Luminico, I want to go to you a little bit here and talk about not just what we're looking to do behind the microphone and what we're looking to go ahead and do on the internet, but some stuff that we're looking to try to do out in person and some appearances that we're trying to go ahead and do. So why don't you talk about our convention hopes? Absolutely. In years past, we've done virtual conventions at Drinking and Dragons. We have done a single Drinking and Dragons live convention. We had a great time at HLSCon a few weeks ago and look forward to that. But that's not where this ends. Our plan is to go to at least one major convention that we, the three of us get to travel to next year. But we're also looking at other events, whether they be local here in Maine or elsewhere in the country. Glenn happens to be on the road where one or two of us at any given time could make an appearance at, run a game or do some or just be at the event and talk to folks who are there and get a, a link on that. Or pop into local shops, too, if we can. Even yeah. If we can't make a convention like Lee Winnick is running it. his in-person game for... Yeah, it's I'm obvious. running my in-person game for uh, Palladium De- Dead Rain at Citadel Game Store, or Game Seller, rather, Citadel Game Seller. I love that game, and I love being in that space. I love that live feel. So I want to do more one-shots and more uh, single adventures and such at 
conventions. I want to do, do that as much as possible. So, and we all have a number of different things that we're doing. So a lot of the content that we run for one shot at conventions are either ideas that are being flushed out. There are things that appear in our publications. So we're really looking forward to these events. We can't say specific numbers. We're still getting our schedule together, but we're hoping that people use the Facebook group as a hub for where events are in their area, no matter where they are. Let us know if there's a local convention that is tabletop gaming friendly, i.e. 15 or 20 storytellers can come and run a game and there's people there who will be willing to sign up and play those games. Because anywhere in the country, if there's games that are being played, I keep coming across people who want to go to games. So hit us up at the Facebook group so we can start putting together an event list at where things are, when things are, how to sign up, links to those websites, what have you, so we can help connect players and storytellers with games, players, and locations and events. We'd love to do that. Absolutely. I did just, so tonight when I went to my friendly neighborhood gaming store to pick up my copy of the Dragonlance book, I did also pick up a copy of the new G.I. Joe RPG. And so maybe I would love to go ahead and find a, I realized I, just, I said that just to go ahead and make Luanika jealous. So I would really maybe love to go ahead and find a way, a group of people maybe to go ahead and, and run a game. Anybody that's listened to the show knows I, I was I was a huge fan of G.I. Joe, but I was really a huge fan of masks. And I bet you that could run a pretty interesting mask game. Not masks, the people uh, that powered by the apocalypse game mask the uh, the classic 80s cartoon that was very much done from the same studio that gi joe was from you know yeah i would i would love to go ahead and do that i think that would be amazing but like a uh, robotech meets gi joe kind of event i think i could have a lot of fun with that but yeah we want to get out there we want to get out to more conventions and uh, yeah we're really hoping to get to to that like i said that one big convention we get to travel to uh, yeah we're looking forward to to potentially getting that in the books this year too. A couple of other things that you're going to be seeing on the channel right off the rip here in 2023. So we already talked about the one D&D playtest that's going to be starting in January or somewhere around there. We already talked about our next question from the audience episode. But one thing that we really want to lean into at the beginning part of this year, we mentioned it earlier when we talked about how much the community has given back to us as a podcast and as content creators. And we as a show have always wanted to make sure that we are using this platform to give as much voice to people who deserve to have that voice because of the incredible, awesome things that they're doing in the community, particularly folks that don't get as much representation as they should for reasons which are absolutely not within their control. In the beginning of the year here, with February being Black History Month and March being International Women's Month, in February, we want to go ahead and feature creators of color for that month. We're going to be bringing them in for interviews. We're going to be bringing them in for our actual play for that month. And then same thing for March. We're going to be bringing in bold female creators like we did last year to go ahead and come on the show, talk about the projects that they're doing, talk about what it is like being a female creator in the space right now and how we can go ahead and improve and how we can make this community better. We really want to use the platform that we have to go ahead and elevate elevate you all. And we're so excited to have, we've already got some great interviews lined up for that that up those two months there. Go ahead and bring people in. We're really looking forward to to have having these creators come on at the beginning part of the month here so we can really go ahead and, and offer them some highlights, some spotlight. We've done a lot on this podcast with our voices, and this goes back to one of the very first episodes that we ever did on when we did a side quest on the original Black Panther movie and how that came across to me as a content creator, as a person of color, as a gamer, and as a fan of comic books. I had some uh, statements that Josh really did a great job in separating and we've aired that separately by itself at least once since then. 
simply using this platform positively as an awareness is so critical. The fact is that voices do need to be heard. And if not all voices are being heard or given the opportunities or avenues to be heard, that happens for a reason. And whether whether you believe those reasons are on purpose or not on purpose doesn't change the fact that those voices aren't being heard. So we have a privilege and a responsibility to use the platform that we have created for ourselves and our audience has allowed us to maintain because we created it, but our audience allows us to maintain it. Like we couldn't do this without our audience to continue to celebrate those alternate voices, to be allies for those in need of allies, to be friends for those who deserve just like every human being on this earth to have friends, to provide a space for those who don't always have a space because every human being on this earth deserves to have a space where they can create, feel safe, have fun, feel free to express themselves in a positive and creative way. And not everybody has that, but everybody deserves that. So if there's something that I as an individual, we as a podcast can do to help move that forward, I can guarantee you one thing, as sure as I'm sitting in this chair and talking over these airways right now, this is the podcast that's going to continue to do that. I'm exceptionally proud of what we have done in the past with folks working on inclusivity and making sure that people are aware and that everybody has a space at the table. And the people that we've met, everything from from the Marvelous Madams to the group that we had when we had three women on, when we got to work with Navi and Beth the Bard and Laura from Lucky Newt Games, Kel and... Scald from Awfully Queer Heroes. Just the number of people that we've met has been amazing. So whatever steps we take this year to improve our showing, I can only be proud of it. Even when we had uh, from Ale coming on talking about Limitless Heroes, his Kickstarter that was coming specifically oh, yes. speaking about bringing stability awareness into the game and everything like that. I like that we were able to go ahead and do that. And that is always... As long as I have any say over it, that's going to be something that we continue to go ahead and do on the show. I think all three of us are on the same page on that one. To be honest, we're not a political podcast, and that's on purpose. But to me, inclusivity is not political. It's just the way a good person acts. It's It's just what a good person does. It's who we have always been, who we are, and who we will continue to be. And we want to surround ourselves with more people like that. All right. Anyway, all that to go ahead and say, gentlemen, welcome to the next hundred episodes of Tabletop Journeys. So happy to go ahead and be working working with you too. Really excited for for what we have on tap for 2023 because we've talked about a lot of things that we're hoping to go ahead and do this year. And I would say that that's barely even scratching the surface. The the ideas that we uh, that we have about where we want the show to go, where we want this company to go, and the con- t- type of content that we want to be putting out here. If if we had twice as much time and twice as much money. Yeah, boy, the, the buildings that we would be able to go ahead, the mountains we'd be able to move, right? Because I mean, one <laughs> exactly of the things right. I can yeah. say after we've talked about the before times of 2022 and the coming times yeah. of 2023 is I can also say we should be exceptionally proud of the fact that when we met at the beginning of 2022 and set goals for what we wanted to accomplish this year, yeah, we not only accomplished every single one of them, but we accomplished them in spades. Yeah, our high end projection was our goal—a goal of fifteen thousand listens. We're pushing twenty. Pushing twenty. We wanted yeah. to put out at least a, one major publication. We put out two. Two. 
we've done nothing but add to our content and our plates and still are managing to keep all of the balls in the air. So kudos <laughs> to you, gentlemen. I'm glad yeah. that I'm stuck on this crazy yeah. ride with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're yeah. not quite at the point where we're going to throw out a JFK speech where we say in 10 years, we're going to be on the moon. Well, we're, we're not quite there yet, but we're yeah. pretty close to being able to throw down a speech like that. We're, we're putting out great content, not because it's easy, but because it is hard. He <laughs> <laughs> just broke the dude. He just broke him. Ask not what your storyteller can do for you, but rather what you can do for your storyteller and the mm. game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different person, anyway, I think, but I had to totally. jump in and try. It is, but that's okay. It's it, inspirational speeches are all about it. But yeah, these are legit tears right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't see this, but I'm dabbing the tears from my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're gonna ask for somebody to do a JFK impression, yeah, pick yeah. the guy from South. Pick the guy from South. So, anyway, gentlemen. Again, thank you so very much for the last year. Really looking forward to the next year. Everybody out there, please, we want to hear from you as always. What do you want to hear in the next year? What are you looking most forward to? And again, be watching out for that questions from the audience survey coming out shortly to go ahead. And really the important question on there is going to be what game system do you want us to go ahead and crack into? We're we're really looking forward to go ahead and doing that. We really want to focus on more indie content this year. As always, we featured more indie content this past year than we did the year before. And we want to obviously to go ahead and continue raising independent voices that are producing awesome things out in the community. We love talking to you folks. Yeah. On that note, I guess that brings it to a close. We have got one more interview coming up for you guys next week. We've got our interview with the uh, the folks from Spellbook Gaming about their new game, Veil of the Void. Uh, Veil of the Void is the last actual play that we're going to hit uh, for this year. So it's going to start technically this year and then roll into January here. And then after that, it's year end. So we have our annual bloopers episode coming up here shortly. And that is always a good time. I'm starting to go ahead and crack into that episode and get that edited up here. But yeah, I'll have to go ahead and say... Hope that you have enjoyed 2022. Hope that uh, you will stick around for 2023 because, uh, man alive, we've got some pretty awesome things coming this year. I can feel it in my bones with these two guys. I'm really looking forward to what we're going to see. With all that, everybody, thank you very much for listening this entire year and, and continued. Yeah, and we'll talk to you again next week. 2022 was amazing. 2023 will be legendary. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. You're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.